Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about things that turn your tummy? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. Uh, what's up? How's life? What's going on? That's a big question. Okay. It's a big Let's question. Let's break it down. Uh, I mean, the show comes out weekly. A lot can happen in a week. Sure can. I'm fucking... It's just bad only all week. Oh, great. <laughs> oh my God, so much. I have so many mad things. So first of all, quick update on the pipe situation. Okay. That is fixed now. Good. So, guy came out, you know, he sheetrocked the whole island, fixed all the stuff. Life is good. Did they charge you for it? Is that still, like, up in the mix? I think they're working on that, because, like, this was just, like, the sheetrock fix thing. Okay. But, yeah, like, we, we still paid the plumber and that guy so far. Okay. So, maybe we can get the house people to do it later, but I guess that's in the works. Speaking of that as well, I'm putting that shit on blast, too. Okay. You know, I've been out of my apartment for a month. Yeah. I was out February 27th. Quite some time ago now. No, wait. Uh, yeah, 27th. Okay. They told us that the apartment looks so good, we were going to get our full security deposit back. Yeah. They still haven't cut the check. What the fuck? Yeah, I called them and they're like, oh yeah, we haven't cut it yet. Why? I don't know. You're a huge company. Cut it. <laughs> they haven't cut it. Right in. And I was like, I knew this was going to be a fucking hassle. It always is. Apartments like to just... Wait and just keep your money. You're not keeping my money because it's a lot of money. Yeah. I need it. We need that cash. I planned on buying things. It's already spent. <laughs> yeah, I want to buy shit. Um, so that's another thing I'm mad about. But I wanted to get into this. Ties in with your pre-ramble stuff, right? Okay. When I moved, I moved like right at the end of the month, right as my, ins- my uh, registration sticker was going out. Okay. I'm too fucking busy to go do inspections and all that crap. Okay. Yeah. I finally got time and I went to do it. Good. So I decided to go get my car inspected and I I needed an oil change as well. So I go do all that at once. Right. Right. I'm going to say that I went to Valvoline and Valvoline. I'm not saying anything bad. You guys are phenomenal. That's why it's the only place I go. Okay. Not sponsored. Just passionate. When I drove in there. I thought this was actually really cool, though. When I rolled in there, uh, I don't know if it's all of them, but at least my Valvoline does tires now. Okay. So they change tires. And when I rolled in there, this guy just kind of walks by and goes like, oh, yeah, here's like a printout of your tires. We like digitally map them when you come in. (laughs) And we can like see the tread and all that stuff as you drive in. So here's like, here's what your tires look like. That's bizarre. That's so futuristic. It was neat, right? <laughs> like, it's so cool. My front two were, like, fucking bald. Okay. <laughs> like, they were 
bad, but I kind of knew that, I think. Like, I yeah. knew that I needed tires. I just hadn't done it in a while. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, well, we, well, we sell tires now, so actually... We could replace those. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about that. Like, I'm I'm here to spend, like, my $60 for oil change. Yeah. And then let's move on. Uh, so getting the oil change, which also futuristic, man. When you, change, change? when you change oil, how does that work? You open the thing and you drain it out. And yeah, you, you go close the thing. under the car, uh-huh. unscrew the thing, it dumps out, and then you put in the new stuff, right? Do they just get, like, an oil wizard to come up and, like, wave his wand? Yep. What? <laughs> yes, that's how it works now. You ready? Okay. They don't go uh, under the car to do it. Now they have, like, a whole little thing that vacuums it out through where they pour it in. What? By the engine. Weird. It's the new thing. And that it's because... That must be so convenient for air mechanics. Dude, they were like, it's so good. They were like, one... It's easier on us because we're not having to get down there, check, you know, oil filters and do all this crap, right? Yeah. Did you, like, watch this happen? (laughs) Yeah, you get to watch it, which is even better. (laughs) So he's like, we don't have to, like, keep unscrewing the stuff at the oil pan. There's no chance of, like, stripping out that bolt, maybe cracking the oil pan. Like, everything stays in place. So it's less wear and tear on your car. Plus, it's faster and it's easier for us. Okay, shit. Better for everybody. So it's just this little thing, and, like, you get to see it, like, suck out of there, and then he goes, and you get to see what's coming out, so you know how bad it looks. Oh, fun. I was like, ah, that's cool. I would not know the difference between good oil and bad oil, unless there's, like, a visual, like, marked difference between the two of them. I don't. There is. Is one cloudy, full of debris? So, like, bad oil is, like, black, and good oil is, like... It's, it's like a really light brown and kind of like clear and see-through. Okay. So like, if it's like fresh, like it would look more fresh. Huh. But like when it comes out and like it's dark, it's because it's all used up and nasty. Okay. So it was all used up and gross. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And they suck it all out. And then they were coming to do my inspection. They were doing all that stuff. And then, um, props to them. Had a girl mechanic doing all my stuff she was fucking wrecking it awesome (laughs) and uh she comes over and goes hey by the way i'm gonna have to fail your inspection oh no and i was like okay and she goes yeah your tires are bald as shit dude oh no and i was like yeah they are so she goes i'm just gonna go ahead and like wipe that fee off and we're just gonna pretend like we didn't bring it up and i was like okay so i'm sitting there and i'm like fuck yo guy with the tire paper (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you won't put tires on my car? And he was like, yes. And I go, can I do that? So he goes, okay. <laughs> so now my like quick little, you know, oil change and that turned into like, well, now I need fucking tires. But luckily they do the tires. Yeah, at least it was all in one space. Yeah. So then I get to drive out of there. I go park it by the tire bay. And then they made me get out and go sit and wait. Okay. And they like didn't do it for like an hour. Oh my God. So I was sitting there for a long time. And then they finally do that. I get in and I was like, hey, now I need to get it inspected. So I got to get back in line, right? Or do I have a place? And they're like, no, you got to like start the line all over again. Oh, my God. 
So they so had I to like redo the inspection, even though they just inspected it, and the only yes, thing you failed on dude. was tires, and you just yes. replaced the tires at that location. I ugh. Yep. So I had to get back in line, and then oh I was like, God. "Hey, we just did tires because of the inspection. Like, now that they're good, we can just pass it, right?" And they were like, "Well, when when she took it off, she like voided it, so it's like we never did it. So now we gotta like do it." Oh my God. So because she told me, "Hey, I'm gonna take that charge off for you," it like wiped all that out of the whole transaction that sucks so i had to sit through a whole other line and then a whole other inspection and what was supposed to take me like 30 minutes i was there for like two and a half hours damn that's a whole morning gone just sitting in the car going like ain't nobody (laughs) like you just like the whole time (laughs) dang so that was fun but i do have a plus though i do have one plus What's your plus? Kind of on blast with this one. I had a nail in my tire. Oh, right? dang. So I went to... that. This was like a long time ago. Oh, okay. Had a nail in my tire and Discount Tire repairs those for free. Okay. So I was like, well, hell yeah, I'll go to Discount Tire. Because then they air them up too. I got my flat fixed and then my parents had just... So this was like three years ago. To give you an indication of how long this has been a problem burning at the back of my brain. Yeah. I was driving out to see my parents. And on the highway, I hit up to 80. And when I hit 80, my steering wheel was bouncing left and right so violently. Ooh. And I was like, okay, I got to slow down. I had to go 65 the whole way. Okay. And I was like, okay, tomorrow I have to go to Discount Tire to see what the fuck. Right? Yeah. So I got my tires balanced and it like kind of fixed it but over time like if i just like was cruising down the street let's say there's no one around and i just let off my wheel it sits there and bounces left and right dang all right it's been doing that for three years that's a long time well nobody would fix it i took it to the place that should be able to fix it and it didn't get fixed i was like i guess no one knows what's wrong okay So I was like, maybe I need an alignment, but those are expensive and I don't want to do that shit. So I've just lived with it. Well, I get the new tires at Valvoline and one fucking solid as a rock steering wheel does not move the way that I'm used to it. And we've been complaining that my car has like horrible road noise. Like you can just hear everything happening outside. Yeah. With these new tires, I have like no road noise too. Hell yeah. So apparently Discount Tire just has loud tires and shaky tires. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm saying go to Valvoline. Seems pretty legit. All right. Like, I have a quiet, stable car now because of two tires. Damn. That's like all my car needed to like be better. And I took it to the tire place and they literally knew not what to do. Well, there you go. But that was just a waste of time. I'm you glad know. you got it all fixed. I did get it all fixed, and that's awesome. Now I'm just waiting for my sticker. Did you know we have a resident mechanic who listens to this podcast? Do we really? We do. Do you know who it is? I don't. It's Soul's expert CJ. Really? Yeah, he's a mechanic. I did not know that. So, CJ, write in. Let us know what you think about Robert's tires. <laughs> CJ, why does discount tires <laughs> suck at balancing tires? I have no idea what uh, mechanic CJ works for, but if it's discount tire, we got words for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, but like, that's not 
indicative of a company as a whole. You can have one location that's bad, right? Yeah, for sure. But that location fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. They did not do a good job. Because, like, it was a flat tire. Yeah. To fix a flat tire doesn't throw your car out of balance. No, it really so shouldn't. So they, like, did something. And then, like, barely fixed it. You know what I mean? And I've lived yeah. with that shit for, like, three years. And, and it's been slowly getting worse. And now it's just, like, perfect again. The way it was, like, when I bought my car brand new. Like, my car <laughs> feels so good. I'm, I'm glad it's better. I'm, like, the happiest ever. Totally unrelated. But I went to box lunch the other day. Okay. And I didn't buy myself something. Oh. I think now, now, now that my car is good, I want to go buy it. <laughs> you ready? Yes. It was sunshades for, the, like, the front of the car. Okay. From what? It's Dragon Ball Z. Of course. <laughs> I fucking want it super bad. And then I'm going to buy Taylor the Sailor Moon one that was there. Hell yeah. I think, I think I've determined I'm going to go just, like, full weeb in this town. Okay. And just, like, make everybody be like, oh, God, it's the weeb guy again. <laughs> just, like, walk around this town, animeing it up, man. You should get some, uh... Dragon Ball Z rims for your car. Dude, dude. I guess <laughs> Dragon Ball's on there? That would be cool, actually. That would be pretty darn cool. That would be pretty cool. So, I don't know. It was just kind of like you felt like you did one thing over the weekend, and it took yeah. all your time. So, it's just yep. like it, it feels like such a waste, you know? Terrible. So then, I'm already mad about that, and then I come in to work, right? Okay. So now I have more shit that I'm just mad about. I'm angry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so mad. Okay. But I come into work. Only, like, corporate America can... Like, you don't make this stuff up. You know what I mean? Corporate America makes us mad in so many ways. (sighs) Okay. So, in case you don't know, I had gotten a new job back in August, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not mad about this, but it's just like... As a corporation, think about your process. Okay. You know I mean, I've yet to be trained on my job still, kind of. Still? Yeah. So basically what I do is I work invoices in like a bunch of different queues and each queue has a different problem of like where the invoice goes from like start to finish. Okay. So it's like somebody is assigned these five problems. So... If an invoice comes in and it ever has this problem, it'll go to that queue and there's one person who will know what to do and clear it up to move it to the next step. Right? All right. So we kind of have like an assembly line for the issues on these invoices. Okay. There's maybe 30 different problems that could arise. That's a lot of problems. And we are trained on three of them. Yikes. And to make sure that the company is rounded, and I agree with this, to make sure everyone's rounded Every three months or every quarter, you swap to a different set of cues. So you learn all the different problems so that, you know, you can like cover for people or you're just knowledgeable on, oh, well, I see this. I know where it's going to go. I can like staunch that bleeding now. Yeah. You know, you just become familiar with the full process. Right. And I totally, fully agree with that. Well, the quarter has ended. If you don't know, it's past March. We're in April. Second quarter has begun. I'm now in new queues that I've never heard of. I don't okay. know what to do in them. That's my job now. Awesome. I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do my job right now. That's a mess. 
and they're just like, eh, you'll get there. You'll it's learn. Like, but are you going to get mad when I can't do it now? Like, I'm not doing it right now because I don't know what to do. So do you just like sit there all day or do you just work them and be like, hope I'm doing it right? Well, guess what? This is why I'm more mad. Okay. <laughs> there's another team that took one of our problems. Like, there's like a whole queue that went to another team because they're putting in some tool that when it like scans in invoices... Instead of a human doing it and figuring it all out, the system will be able to read it and put stuff in the right fields and, like, machine learn things, right? The darn robots are taking our jobs. So, well, the tool can never take the job because it's never going to know how to do it 100% correct. Of course. Because if you've lived on this planet, nobody does anything the same. So if I say I get an invoice from Walmart, maybe they put the invoice number in the top right corner and the machine knows to go look for it but target puts it in the bottom center so then it has to learn that this one does it this way but nobody's going to do anything the exact same way for the machine to learn like one way to do things yeah so it's taking a long time to see what is every combination of things that can come in that the system will learn how to do it okay so it's never going to learn at all because my company's huge and deals with thousands of vendors Lots and lots, yeah. So anyway, they're working on that now. And so somebody from my team has volunteered to help them with that that whole process, right? Okay. I get moved into the new queues. I don't know how to do them. And they were like, hey, because she went off and did that, the queues that she was going to be assigned have to be moved somewhere else. Let's give them to Robert. Of course. So now I have cues that I don't know how to do and another person's cues on top of that. Love that. And I'm just not the most stoked at the moment. You're not enjoying your job in corporate America? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like... Just add it to the list of grievances. I know things... I know that in, like, the corporate world, everything seems like it's happening so fast. Yeah. But, like, you you can't tell me you weren't, like, he hasn't been taught how to do this. Like, we could <laughs> give this to somebody else. Yeah. And they just throw it on me. So, no, I've had things to do because one of the things that she was going to be doing, I do know how to do. Okay. So, like, I just kind of do that. But, like, all the rest of it, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. I'm at, a, like, a complete loss fun shit and so now we're supposed to train like every day for like the next month to learn like the rest of the 30 cues right yeah but we're only supposed to be doing like five right now so i'm gonna learn like 25 other ones not use it for three months and then have no idea what to do again god did you, you know guys have I mean? like guides like have you written them down like how to do these things some of them <laughs> So I know that you've done documentation a lot, right? Where like yeah. you document a process. Right. I would like, and I think you can attest, maybe, you would like to think a big company has almost everything they do written down. You would think that, right? That is right? so far from the truth. Yeah, it's always far from the truth. Like every company is just full of people that are just like, we hope we're doing it right. Every single company. Like, this is why when you call a place and you're like, I received the most terrible problem and this is all your fault. The people on the other other end of the phone are like, yeah, that's probably right. Probably. 
And like, we don't know how to deal with it, so I'm going to transfer you over somewhere else. Like, and here's the thing. We know. But we can't admit that because that looks bad. Yeah. So, like, don't get mad at them because they know. But they have, you know, the man standing right over their shoulder going, like, don't even <laughs> fucking admit it. Don't say it. The second you admit it, there's trouble. <laughs> yeah. So we actually have, like, a full set of guides. But then, of course, we've gotten a new tool since then. So now every single one of those is out of date. Of course. Which means now someone has to do the whole suite. And I didn't even get to the best part. The best part? The best part is all this is happening amidst a reorg of my oh God. of my sector. Ugh, I hate that word, reorg. It's never good news. My boss and the lady that put all the documentation together are the two people being transferred out of my team. My God. So now, who's going to make the documentation? Because she's gone. And now our boss that knows my situation, he's gone. So the new person's going to come in and be like, why do you suck? Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't suck. I haven't been told. I don't know. I don't know. have the tools. I don't know. I'm new. <laughs> I'm new. I don't, I'm literally new. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a lot to think about. Yeah. I am not scared for my job in any way, but like, do you ever just get frustrated going like, could probably do this better than the people above me and make sure it got handled right because i yeah I care i care enough to make it right yep i mean that's my whole job i'm, I'm in quality assurance so like <laughs> i know exactly how you feel right now <laughs> like what is it about being the boss and getting paid good money that makes you go like i don't really care how this works yeah i'm i'm good now sometimes like the people that are in higher positions can just kick back and be like, I don't have to give a shit. The people underneath me give a shit. But yeah, we have no power to fix the shit. Yep. And I hate it when you go to like, sorry, this turned into like shit on corporate America, but we have a shirt for this. So. <laughs> it's been a while since we shit on corporate America. <laughs> we had like a giant, like company wide. And I hate, I hate this term, a fireside chat. Uh, not once have we sat by the fire okay no I wish we chimneys by a fire. yeah no no nice little fireplaces not even like one pulled up on the tv behind them <laughs> no just sitting in the office we're also implementing a new tool that lets everybody in the company submit ideas that then i'm gonna say quote unquote go to the top yeah we have one of those too how many of those ideas go to the top there's if you no can hear my fingers <laughs> yeah and then you couple that with the fact that we had a suggestion box in my last team and the biggest thing that ever got brought up was who took my saran wrap what i want someone to buy me new saran wrap and it got put in the box like every month for a year wow somebody was pissed yeah and finally like our director was like Motherfucker, you're not you you're not gonna get saran wrap. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a new one and stick it back there and leave it alone. <laughs> like it became that big a deal. Wow. So, like you said, you know, when you call into these places, and you know, you're like, it's your fault, and we know and stuff. Also, know this: 
we are the exact same person as you. Yep. People that work at companies are not like a different set of humans. They're not like a professional team. They're just people like you that are worried about their saran wrap and where to get lunch today. <laughs> like, it's just people. And it just makes you wonder, well, if I care, how come no one else cares? It's just a lot. Yep. I, didn't e- I, I didn't even think this was going to go into these places. The saran wrap thing just popped in my mind. It always goes these places. I just wanted to let you know I had a lot of work to do that I don't know how to do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my that's my capitalism corner for the for the week. Fun shit. Well, you know what we say. Fuck capitalism. Go to brunch. Yeah, please do. Okay, well, would you like to go to brunch? <laughs> I would. Thank you. It's a mess to my house. Like, it's it's fun and good to have your own place and be able to do the things you want to do to it. But, my God, the process is you have to go through in order to get what you want done. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. See, it's a I just don't... privilege and a curse. I just don't think it used to be this way. I don't think it used to be this ridiculous. Yeah, because, I mean, back then they didn't have the options. Like, you filled your home with asbestos. Like, that's what you had in your walls. That was the one thing you yeah. had at your disposal. And now it's like, well, do you want this stuff that has these benefits and these cons or this other stuff that has more cons but more benefits they also didn't have windows that open from the top and the bottom and wiped your butt for you and stuff well the windows company that we're getting they've been around for over a hundred years so they did have those windows where you been guys (laughs) why aren't you educating the youth about windows like how come we're getting guys that can like rip phone booths phone booths ripping phone phone books books, right out of the fucking ground now dude that guy that, that like rips phone booths, that guy's a beast. Yeah. Okay? But like we get these guys that come in and like fucking yo-yo for us. Where's the guy going like, <laughs> look at this window, 0% BTUs. How phenomenal is that? And then he rips a phone book in the name of Christ. Yes, dude. <laughs> they need a dare program for windows and home goods. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash y-m-b-t-o-a-p that stands for you must be thinking of another podcast and you can sign up to be a patron and you get this show you get our discord you get that little pre-ramble that we gave you a little sneak peek of uh we give you the tiniest piece of that full thing it can go anywhere from there you never know we just love you guys that do sign up for those we hope you enjoy them because we love making them for you and if you want to be the ultimate supporter, you can go on out to the Yimtope Peril store and get you some Yimtope gear. We have like five new designs on tons of different shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, like so much stuff. I just got like 10 packages in at once. <laughs> oh my God, yay. Because they don't ship your orders together. They ship them. That would be them. too much of a hassle, right? Yeah, they ship them buy the item piece by piece by piece <laughs> which is crazy so yeah i had like a package like like a mountain of 10 packages and it was just like, like all right Christmas. this one's a shirt this one's a shirt this one's a hoodie like it's a whole thing but the gear is good take it from us as people that actually have bought them we're we're wearing them too they're nice they're nice they're quite nice I actually questioned the shirt that came in for me. Why? I was like, ooh, I don't like it. It's really square and boxy. I don't think it's going to fit good. I put it on. It's kind of my favorite shirt right now. Nice. Which, oh which my shirt God, is it? It fits so good. It's, uh, 
It's my every Monday shirt. Hell yeah. But like, we, you know, it's it's not a tapered shirt, which I normally like. Yeah. It's just like a flat square shirt. And I was like, that's going to look hideous. It looks good, man. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, if you want to check that out, links in the show notes. And again, all of our supporters, we literally could not make the show without you. I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be as fun. Uh, And with that, let's get you back to some more of that regularly scheduled content. Have you got a crackable? I do, and I need it because I'm still mad. Yeah, still heated. (laughs) Let's go. I've got a a Topo Chico, so it's like okay, an an extra. There we go. Ooh, I love I I love a bottle cap sound. Me too. It's really good. Get a swig of this. Ooh, ooh, that peppers. Oh yeah, it goes down smooth. Okay, we got a lot of video games up in here. Yeah, uh, hopefully you like games, because that's the rest of the show. Yeah, back half of the show is all games. So let me tell you about this video game that I just finished. It's called Paradise Killer. Okay. I think we talked about it very briefly on a pre-ramble, or not a pre-ramble, a uh, Friday roundup quite some time ago. did, yeah. Um, I remember just seeing the... It was... It's been compared to Danganronpa because it's kind of like everyone's on an island and there was a murder and you have to solve it. But okay, it's that's like as similar as it is. It's completely in a different realm entirely. Okay. Um, the story is so convoluted. It's about like this society of people that are like beyond human, but not quite gods. And then they have these like humans that they are doing these weird sacrifices with. And there's like this whole substrata of different syndicates and councils within them and all that. But like, the interesting thing about this game for me was the character design and man. Okay. So when we first started playing the game, Mm. I was having a lot of trouble following the story because it's one of those games where they just like, dip you in the milk instantly like they just like you're just thrown into the middle yeah like the terminology comes in and you're just like i don't know who the syndicate is i don't know who the council is i don't know what death scream disease is but like okay it's it's all just happening at once and um yeah so it's just like a lot of weird shit thrown at you and also everybody in this game their name is not like john they don't have like normal names and it's not like it's not like they have foreign names their names are things like crimson acid like that's a person i love that (laughs) um witness to the end that's a person (laughs) like so i love everything about this so far just so you know it's an amazing game so it it's fucking weird and bizarre and like the the character design is one of my favorite things so i'm gonna pull up a couple of characters just to show them to you i was about to say Um, i have something pulled up now uh it's just like a montage of like a bunch of them side by side okay (laughs) this is so like 80s yeah the style of the super 80s the style is so cool like i'm digging it it's very unique and fun like every character is introduced with this like splash background of weird purple skies and pyramids and like goats and shit and there's like roman art it's just it's very eclectic and fun and this character crimson acid is like she's like one of those people that has a lot of information you can like pay her for secrets and stuff um she's this really 
like shapely woman who's wearing I was about to say extremely um, low cut uh, dress shirt. What is this garment? Nobody uh, really knows. It's almost like a jumpsuit because it is like one piece. Kind of, but there's like a weird fluffiness happening around the midriff that I don't understand. The main feature of her, aside from her, you know, yeah, that's that's the picture that I posted in our yeah. secret Discord the other day. Yeah. In our secret, secret Discord. Um, yeah, she's, she's got like the whole chest out and also the head of a goat. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, so like woman from the neck down, goat from the neck up. Um, she was blessed by the gods, and that's why she looks this way. Uh, the gods are like, you're our favorite. Let's give you a goat head. You're now the speaker okay. of the people. <laughs> There's this guy named Dr. Doom Jazz, who I think you're just going to really enjoy. Okay. Well, I adore his name. Yeah, it's a fantastic name. Um, he's... Everybody <laughs> in this game is just... They have such panache i don't know like this dude has a skull in his armpit and he's got like robotic arms a pink mohawk his entire chest is out as well he's got pants that are like dangerously low (laughs) this game is something um so the design of it's very very cool the gameplay itself is interesting because so while it is kind of like a visual novel style thing where you have to go around and talk to a lot of people and you're solving a mystery at the heart of it You're an investigator. You're trying to figure out who's lying, who's telling the truth. How did people commit this murder? And it turns into one of those things that, like, it goes goes all the way to the top, you know? It's one of those scenarios that's, like, everything is way deeper than you thought it was. And um, so the story, I think, is really, really good. A+. Um, the gameplay, so you're walking around this island and the map for the island is just like a top down thing. And it's a really convoluted island because there's like so many levels to it. So there's like this enormous building that has like layers and layers and layers. You can be on the roof of it. You can be on the, the basement. There's like hills on the side of it and they go underneath it. And then there's bridges that you don't see from the top down (laughs) version of the map. And so the map generally is not very helpful is what I'm trying to get out here. Um, okay. And navigating the island is very difficult because you also don't have a compass. So like north on the map, like you can, you can look at the map and be like, there's north, but then you can't go into the game and be like, I need to go north because yeah. there's no directionality. Yeah. Unless you're finding landmarks and stuff. So yeah, the, the map is not useful. It's not labeled well. Uh, the, it commits one of the cardinal sins of gaming, in my opinion, wherein Ooh, it makes okay. you platform, but it's not a platformer. <laughs> so it expects you to, like, jump and do these crazy, like, parkour tricks to get all these collectibles and, and not even just collectibles, but, like, important pieces of evidence for the story. <laughs> okay. So it's it, it's very... Um, you have to try multiple times to get things. And it, if you miss a jump, it can take you like 10, 15 minutes to like navigate the island to get back to the place to, to try to oh jump again. God. So okay. it's complicated. Um, but, but does it pay off by the end? I think it does. The The story is so good. So there's these two characters that I want to tell you about. Um, they're called Lydia and Sam Daybreak. And okay. let me get a picture <laughs> of them for you. Lydia and Sam Daybreak. Um, so Sam Daybreak is a skeleton. Okay. 
and he's just like a red skeleton dude. Um, let me get this picture for you. He doesn't give you a... Are you afraid of the dark vibes? Oh, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) So we're not going to think about the red monster from Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, Sam is a skeleton. He's also a bartender. Uh, His wife, Lydia, here is the the fairy woman of the Uh, island. Love her shirt. She's incredible. She she ferries you around in her like mystical convertible. It's like (laughs) this incredible sports car that can like travel interdimensionally and okay you can get anywhere at, at once um they're two ex-assassins and their story is that uh they saw each other like on the battlefield or something and sam fell in love with lydia and didn't want to kill her but she was like duty calls and fucking stabs him but he <laughs> was so in love that his body refused to die so instead his skin like melted away and his okay. skeleton was kept alive by the power of love. And uh, this is a spoiler. So skip forward slightly if you don't want to hear any spoilers for this game, but they end up being pretty heavily involved in the conspiracy. And okay. in the end you have to choose like, are you going to convict all the people that were involved or are you going to like blame it on somebody else? It's really up to okay. you. You're the investigator. And you're also the executor of justice. And by executor of justice, okay. I mean you're given a gun. And it's like the punishment for everything is death. <laughs> like no matter how little your involvement in the crime was. And these two, they're like tired of paradise. You live in paradise, basically. And they want to get out and go live a different life. They're they're just over the same looping islands that they keep on doing. Okay. And uh, so if you if you follow... The complete justice of the game, you do have to convict and kill them. But then, like, after the credits, you get this screen, and it's it made me emotional. Because <laughs> it's just, like, a picture of the two of them. And she's, like, got her sports car keys, and they're ready to drive off into the sunset. And it says, their yeah. love cannot be defeated. <laughs> it's a really good game. The sound developers of this were like, now we love them too much. We can't let anything bad <laughs> happen to them. Yes. Like this was somebody's OC and they were like, we need to get them into the game. And then they ended up being a killer and they're like, I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the soundtrack for this game though, the soundtrack is like, what if elevator music fucked? Like it's good. <laughs> it's okay. so good. I need you to look up some songs and listen to them on your own time because man, like Richard and I have just been like singing this one song over and over. It can't leave our heads. Yeah, send me send me which ones are the best from the soundtrack and I'm going to listen to those tomorrow. Okay. But yeah, I highly recommend this game. It's fucking good. If you like visual novels at all, if you like mysteries, this is one for you. Dude, I would say if you like the 80s style in general i think the style alone could pull you through this game yeah like like i'm into it from its visuals alone and we did 100 percent it for the for the most part i'm gonna say because there's like little we we 100 percent of the the storyline like the evidence pieces of it we got every single piece of evidence that's hidden in the island there's like currency that you can find there's little this little demon guy that pops up over and over who doesn't really have any effect on the story, but he's just funny and like just has weird interactions with you. Um, So we didn't get all of those, but as far as the storyline goes, got it all. Yeah. I mean, this is just a really good game. I, I think uh, I would recommend it to pretty much anybody. 
Um, I think I know the answer to this. Is it on Game Pass? You know what? That's an excellent question. I think that's where we ended up getting oh, it. Oh, because I was like, oh, um, well, then where'd you play it then? We definitely played it on Xbox. Paradise Killer Game Pass. Yes. Okay, cool. As of March 17th, it was on there. So I'm willing to bet it's still there. I will have to check this out, I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that you particularly will like this, um, but the synth wave and the, the 80s I, vibe. I just want to look at it, though. Yeah, you would like to look at it. I don't like. I don't think you would like the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Xboxes, real quick, just so you know, the like Xbox system is r- widely available now. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's it's everywhere. There, like, there's even news stories just saying like supply has leveled out. You can pretty much walk into a store and buy one. How far off do you think we are from that being the PS5? I don't know. Like, because... does Sony care enough to make? The amount of PS5s that they okay, need. Okay, so I just had this discussion with Haley. So, to put that in perspective, though, because she said the same thing. Like, why don't they make enough to meet supply? And I was like, well, the supply numbers are vastly different. PlayStation sells, like, roughly 15,000 a month of these things. Okay. And the Xbox sells, like, 700. So, I mean, the ratio of them being bought is so different. They're making a shit ton of them. It's just people are still buying them that much. Okay. Which is it people or is it scalpers? Like which frankly, still... it could still be scalpers, which is the thing. You know? Yeah. Like it feels like there's still an artificially deflated supply. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people I know that want a PS5 and have not been able to find it. So I can't imagine yeah. that they're selling fifteen thousand to people that like want them. You know. That's my thing. Like. While they have the supply and they're selling through it, I don't think it's getting to the right people. Yeah. And then Xbox, I don't think they've been creating the same number of supply. Like, I don't think they're making as many PlayStation 5s as is getting made. They're making enough to just sell enough. But now they're able to make more because, like, you know, chip shortages are, like, leveling out a little bit. Right. So they're able to just, like, all right, well, let's make a bunch. And now they're just available and people can go buy them okay and i was i I was fucking close to buying one too (laughs) you should not buy one i I was on the Ooh, i was right there (laughs) do you want one or do you just want to have oh no i totally want one okay because i want to play game pass stuff more like on my tv with like my xbox okay like i can sit here and play games on this computer and that's fine the screen's right here but like if i wanted to play like Hellblade 2 when that comes out. Frankly, I'd like that on my big OLED TV. Yeah. Like I want to see it bomb. So I want one kind of just to be able to play. Or like Forza. I would like to see that on my TV. I just I just prefer my console. Yeah. And being able to hook it up to my TV somewhere. I mean, like I can hook up my computer to a TV, but it's in a space really dedicated for podcasting, you know? Yeah. So... I live on the monitors and all like, really, I want to see Gears 5 on my TV. Okay. Because I've played it on my computer and I mean, it does look good, but like, I'm like, can you imagine it on like a good picture? Right. Whoa. So I want one mainly for Game Pass on my TV. That's like why I want it. Plus uh, older games like back catalog stuff. 
Right. I can play so much of my old shit there. Hmm. So, yeah, like, I totally want one. I just... I worked hard to find the PlayStation because I, like, knew I needed that one. Yeah. There was no game that I am sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for Xbox to release. So, I was like, yeah, I want one, but I'm not going to work for that. Okay. And so, I've just never worked to get one. But also, I was like, do I really need to drop 500 more dollars on another system? Yeah, it's a lot of dollars. Probably not. But, uh, I mean, if they're just available... And I get my security deposit back. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I don't think yes. you should because, no. I don't know. I, feel I like should you... not. Yeah. I should not. And I and I won't until, I'm going to say when Gear 6 becomes a thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm so going to need it for sure. Not that I'm aware of, but. Okay. But like when that's a thing, like for sure, that's where I would like to play that. Okay. Plus, you know I have all the systems anyway. True. Um, but can I get into a little bit of, like... I think I've let go of my anger that I had for this when I put it in our show notes to begin with. Okay. But I just want to touch on Elden Ring, like, real quick. Let's touch it. It's still such a fucking thing. And honestly, I think I, think I could probably play this game throughout the rest of this year. And really? still not, and like still not run out of things to do. My God, I don't play it a lot though. I play like maybe two hours a day, you know. Yeah. I don't like sit there for twelve hours a day like most people get to, you know. Yeah. And then poor Ismail, he hasn't touched it in like two weeks. <laughs> poor, poor Ismail. Every time you look at this game, there's something new. Like it's it like hasn't stopped having a surprise. And it's been out for, like, a month, right? Didn't it come out, like, at the end of February? That's, yeah, that feels right. I think February 22nd. Yeah, like, came out February 25th. Hmm. We're in April, and people are still like, we know nothing about this game. It's one of those games that, like, the developers put so much secret shit in it that, like, people will be finding things for maybe even years to come, honestly. So I'm like, I guess I could just keep playing this forever and finding new weapons and finding out this thing, you know, like. But do you want to? Kind of. Because really? it kept me out of buying Gran Turismo 7, right? Yeah. And Gran Turismo 7 is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> and this game is solid. This is like a master class of a game. Yeah. There's no bugs, really. It's got no DLC. Like, I've been seeing this thing, Elden Ring is what games used to be. Yeah. And it's making me, like, really appreciate it because there's so much. And they're not asking us to ever buy anything again. It's just hidden here for us to do. It's a fun thing for people to spend their time looking for this stuff and doing all that. And it's like, this is what we used to do when games came out. Now it's like... A game comes out, oh, it like, doesn't work. Let me wait a month for a patch. And, oh, right. yeah, I would like to get a cool armor that does this. Oh, they're going to sell me one two months down the road, you know? Yeah. All that's here. Like, I bought this game, I think, uh, like, a month ago now. Because I bought it pretty close to release. And it's still great. Like, it's still good. It's doing its thing. It's still fine. enjoying it. Am I having the most fun with it? Not really. <laughs> it's hard still. 
Yeah. And I've been over-leveling, and so I just want to say, I chronicled my attempts on a boss in real time in the yeah. Discord. It was frustrating. That was painful to watch. <laughs> now, I'm way over-leveled, so that helped a lot. Okay. Like, that helped a lot. Because I bet if I weren't at the level that I was, I probably wouldn't have beaten it last night. That would have been days. Man. Days later. It took me 16 tries to beat that guy. <laughs> so many tries. 16 tries, and it was one hour span of time. God. Uh, for, for anyone interested, that was Radon. He's like the third boss, and he's like one of the hardest that people still talk about. Like He's okay. a big deal. I think Ferdin took some days on him, but Ferdin was like half my level when he beat him. So Fuck. Yeah, I'm like so past where you should be. <laughs> But, like, I still have this laundry list of, like, weapons that I want to go get because I want those perks and, like, armor sets that I want. And so I kind of just, that's what I do. Like, I'm having fun not playing the game. Okay. Well, as long as you're having fun. My fun is, what can I find now? And then I go find it. I mean, that's still a valid way to play a game. So. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I don't remember why I was mad because I just beat a (laughs) boss. I feel like I'm in a good place. You know, like I beat that boss like yesterday, right before recording. So anger washed away. But remember the whole point of this franchise. It's supposed to be like you get that satisfaction when you beat it. Uh Uh-huh. I still don't have that. Okay. Like, like I don't feel fulfilled that I beat him. I'm like, good, that's done. So now I can get to this other area of the map where the items that I'm trying to get lie. It's just anger and the absence of anger is what I'm getting. Yeah, that's pretty much all this game is for me. There's no satisfaction. That doesn't I can't like get no satisfaction. <laughs> I don't know how you play this game continually. Because I know... I don't know. Like, I know that, that I'm, like, trying to go find a thing. The guide tells me. And I work to get it. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. Now what? Like, <laughs> this feels kind of like Assassin's Creed feels to me. Like, Assassin's Creed, I'm lost on the plot these days. Yeah. But it's a good, like, checklist. Like, oh, here's a temple. Go go raid it. Go do this. Go do that. And I just do it. Right? So it's just like a to-do list at this point. That's how it's feeling for me. Okay. But, like, you have to work for this to-do list. Like, the Assassin's Creed one, you literally just go do it. You mark it off. You're done. But, like, yeah, I want to go get this weapon. I still have to work to get it. I can't just, like, walk in and grab it. Yeah. So it's still like you kind of have to do a thing. So you feel like a little bit of fun trying to get it, you know, but I'm still 100% convinced when I'm done with this game, no more from this studio. No, I think I'm good. There is. I don't think I um, ever replay this. I heard some rumblings that um, there's an author whose name is Brandon Sanderson. He's published a lot of fantasy novels and He made, like, a big stink, apparently, when Elder Ring came out. He's like, it should have been me. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. Um, apparently, he has, like, written a whole pitch for what he feels should be the next, like, Souls game. Okay. Um, and I th- I think he's in talks with From Software, but I'm not 100% sure on that. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, he wants to make it, like, a whole piece of his world. He's okay. written some, some fantasy books. I recognize them, but I don't, I have not read them. Let's see, Brandon Sanderson. I was just going to say, can you make it 
a digestible story. Um, like, give us a Souls game with a storyline. Yeah, it, if he could do that, perhaps. So he's written the Mistborn series and the Stormlight Archive. I've heard that of means, neither of those. Yeah, it means nothing to me, but perhaps to somebody out there, it means something. It means the world. But, yeah. Um, so he's trying to take a stab at a Soulsborn game. Go for it. I hope. You know what? Now that I've played one, if there's a solid enough, like, storyline to follow, I think I'd play that one. But okay. if I have to, like, infer the whole story like this one, <laughs> no. Have you heard any of the lore for this game? No. <laughs> it but sounds I... super fascinating. Like, I think you could dig all up in it. Yeah. But I think you would only like to do that by watching a YouTube of somebody giving you that lore. You know what I would like is just for CJ to explain it to me, which I know he would. Like, I'm going to have to join one of his streams and just ask him, like, hey, tell me some lore, because he will he will talk lore. CJ, right in. Do you know the lore of these? Like, do you dig that into it, or do you dig solely into, oh, I beat this game? With like, how I much lore he knows up. for, uh, like, fucking Warhammer, like Warhammer 40K stuff, like, he is, he's got the lore knowledge for that. Okay, I'm so sure he's he a applied, lore guy. Yeah, I'm sure he applied that same level of dedication to this series. I I can't. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Like, it sounds very interesting. And it's just like, kudos for the people that can think of these things and piece together the clues they found. But I don't want to do it. Yeah. I just don't. But I am still playing it. I am going, I think I'm going to start ramping up my progression and just start trying to like do the actual story and bosses and like get through this damn game yeah i think you were right this game is too big <laughs> like there's so many side quests but you can't track any of them like i i accidentally did a side quest that made a whole area of the game not spawn any of its enemies so i didn't have to like work during that part of the game oh my god i just told ferdin because the that a boss that I just fought, you have to go through his castle to get to where his boss fight is. Yeah. And the castle's full of people. And there's a <laughs> mini boss in that area. Okay. I had a quest line from a side quest that was at just the right point. None of that was in that castle for me. There was no mini boss for me. I just got to walk in and fight the main guy. Jeez. But how do you know that? Like, I just looked into that scenario. Yeah. And I looked it up. And was like, oh, yeah, like, it's it's if this one side quest you're doing is in this spot, this is what happens. There's a lot of ifs in this game. I mean, there's... I, there's a lot of ifs. And you know I don't like finding, too many ifs. Yeah. There's people that are finding walls that only open if you hit them 50 times. Like, there's a lot of ifs. <laughs> I do think it is interesting that people have created a game where there's probably, like, a secret that nobody may ever see. Yeah. It exists in this game, and nobody will ever know. That's kind of cool to think about. But I'm not so mad at this game like I was before. Elden Ring, you're okay, though. Okay. Back on the good list. Um, have been playing Kirby. Nice. Kirby's great, dude. Kirby's fucking the best. I don't know how people cannot like this game. I've heard nothing but good about it. Good. Because it's so good. I have minor problems with it. You have your copy abilities where you can, like, 
suck up somebody and then you gain their power, you know? Yeah. In this game, you can upgrade them for the first time. You can, like, find blueprints on how to upgrade them and then they become more powerful. Okay. You can never downgrade it, though. Why would you want to? Well, when you upgrade it, it changes the look of it. And so, like, you start with, like, a classic Kirby look and then it upgrades into something different and then into something different. Okay. Can I have the highest power but the classic Kirby look? Because some of the upgrades are hideous and they're (laughs) ugly. And I'm like, I don't want to use this power ever now because I hate how it looks. Okay. That's a minor problem. But, like, that's, like, my one minor problem. Yeah. Uh, This game is awesome, though. We have been, like, 100%ing every level, so it's been taking a while. That's, yeah, that's an effort. Yeah, we're, like, a little over halfway. But it's, it's really good so far. I'm still super digging it. And if you haven't played a Kirby game, why not? He's the fucking best. Yeah, now's the time to start if you never played one. Uh, the Switch is the time to get into everything. Metroid game, if you never played one, go get it. You got fucking Kirby. You got... Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing. That was my first one for the franchise. Me too. Like, the Switch is doing things. But uh, Kirby's still good. I just wanted to say, if you're not playing it, you might want to try it out. It's pretty... It's, it's a nice, easy game. And, um... I told you that it was co-op. Yes. I'm going to give you my problem with the co-op and you see if that would deter you from this game. Okay. You know, Kirby sucks up the people, gets the powers. And I was telling you how I like being a certain power-up because usually Kirby can, like, suck in the power, have it, and then he creates the co-op partner out of that power so you become the fighter guy or the yo-yo guy or the fire guy and you get these powers. In this game... You were just one dude with the one ability all the time. Honestly, that makes me feel better because... I hate it. I understand that most people don't function the same way I do, and that would be a detriment. But, like, for me, I just want one button to push. I just want to help. (laughs) But, like, there's only one button to push when you have the Kirby powers. It's just, maybe you can spit fire. Maybe you swing a sword. But now it's just, I got a spear, and I can't do anything else. That is fine with me. I'm good to just, like, use that spear. Then you will love this. Okay. Uh, I think you should try it out. It is it's pretty fun co-op. Because there's, there's, like, lots of secrets to find. Like, you know, you, you can be, like, walking through a hallway, and maybe you spot something and go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, back up. I think there's something behind this wall. And then, oh, look, there is, you know? Yeah. So, like, me and Taylor really play good off each other. She'll see something that I didn't see, or I find something, and we've been, I mean, getting everything. Yeah. So, we just fought a boss. You needed to have 26 of these secret guys found to unlock that boss. Okay. We had 150 of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we're we're good. We're 100%ing everything. Very nice. So, we're, like, way over, and it's a great game. Uh, I started playing a new game. Okay. I have been, like, interested in this game for some time now, but never, like, set aside, you know, a day to look at it. You remember Kentucky Route Zero? Yes, the weird one with the goat on the front, right? A goat? Yeah, there's, like, a goat on the front cover. Let me have a look. Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, it's a horse. Uh, is it the TV edition? I swear there was one. Yeah, this one. 
It's a dog <laughs> in a straw hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's blue. Well, in my game, she's blue. Okay. You can also call Not her Homer. Good. Uh, blue Gosh. sounds way better. Yeah. Homer's an ugly dog name. Yeah. So this game is like really interesting and not what I thought it was. Um, we started playing it. We're not very far at all. If you're familiar with the game, we've like just arrived at the mine. It reminds me of kind of one of those slow burn, no sleep stories where you don't really know what's going on and nothing quite makes sense. It's kind of like Southern Gothic, you know, like, okay. There's a creepy vibe about things and it's very like you're in the South. Everything is, you know, Southern. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really don't have a whole lot to say about it yet because we just picked it up and kind of got distracted because like a Star Wars came out. Okay. <laughs> so we have played one day of Kentucky Route Zero and now have jumped over to Lego Star Wars. Um, I would like to complete it, but for now, Lego Star Wars has taken um, the reins and will not let go because my goodness, that game, we just started playing that one last night and there's so much to do in these games. I've never played any Lego games before. So this is my first foray into that. I did not realize like the amount of collectible stuff there is. It is like the whole thing with those games. They <laughs> yeah, love it. So Richard has played some of the, the Lego games before and like in the opening scene, like you just sit through like a little cut scene with some dialogue and the robot's like, follow me down this hallway. And I'm like, okay. And I start to walk down the hallway and Richard's like, where are you going? We haven't checked the room yet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So we stand back and check, start checking the room. And he's like, look at all these little bits. There's like little, little pips, studs, yeah. I guess they're called. So that's like your currency. Yeah, the studs. Okay. And um, we fucking cleaned that room out. We ended up with 40,000 in currency before we left it. And I was like, and I didn't know there was... broke all the furniture, right? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> break all furniture. And uh, once you find out that you can break no more things, you looked at the ceiling, you looked at the floor, you looked behind everything, then you can move on. But um, yeah, it's just a really... Like, the game is way more in-depth than I thought it would be. I thought Lego games were very straightforward, just, like, on the rails, follow the person, do the story, and that's kind of it. But, like, no. There's... I mean, it can be if you don't want to do your checklist, you know? Yeah, I suppose. But, like, the checklist feels like the whole point of the game, right? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much to do, and I'm really just excited to explore and get going on this. Um if you guys out there have purchased or have not purchased this game yet, I would recommend it if you haven't. And if you have, let me know where you're at and how many of those blue bricks you found, because we've only found like two. We walked around for so long. Like I kind of forgot what we were doing. Oh my and God. then <laughs> Richard was like, maybe we should just stick to the story for the first playthrough. And then we'll come back and get all the stuff when we unlock everybody. I was like, that's a good idea. So that that's is. what we're going to. An excellent idea, because this is the only one I've ever played. Yeah. I played Lego Star Wars because it was on the Xbox 360. Okay. And it was, at the time, every Star Wars movie. It was one through six, you know? Yeah. There are levels where, like, you can see the brick you want, right? Uh-huh. But you, ha- but you haven't unlocked the character that can do it. Right. So you can't even get everything the first way through, so you might as well just... Have fun. Yeah. And then 
start trying to pick apart everything. You know? Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, the the movement going forward. One like my biggest takeaway from this game so far is that I now have a craving to own every single Lego figurine that is in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I absolutely hate that for you. Oh my god, they're all so cute. <laughs> like, as we're just walking around Tatooine, I was, like, looking at the little Rodian guys, and I was like, do they make these? And we're just like, yeah, I think they make one of everybody that's in the actual games. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that's a new addiction. So, yeah, I desperately want, like, little Lego Rodians and Twi'leks and just all of them, they're all so dang cute. I'm actually trying to find out how many Star Wars Legos figures are there. There we go. I would bet over 150, if I'm being oh, honest. you're so bad. Kelsey. What? Kelsey, we can't right. do this. Why no, not? No. Tell me. You promise me no. Robert. You, you, you promise me I no. I can't promise you. So it just says some minifigures have repeatedly appeared across multiple Lego sets, while others are very rare, vastly increasing their resale value. In in 2019, the number of Lego Star Wars minifigures has surpassed 1,000. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! I told you I didn't want this for you, but you did it. Oh, no. There are over not there are 1000 there are over 1000 different oh star wars mini figures oh no and they surpassed that with battlefront 2 which came out like 5 years ago so that doesn't include bad batch now and all the new shit that's happened in the past 5 years okay you're screwed now <laughs> your life is <laughs> over Oh no! You, you you have to give it to the Star Wars gods now. Oh God! You should just pick your favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just do that. Because think about it. If if you're just going characters, I mean, there's just like main characters, which now you got to think about. Let's say just the TV shows alone, like Rebels and stuff. Uh huh. Think of how many different characters were in all the episodes. That's a lot. Maybe not all of them have a have a fig but a lot of them will think about how many clones alone you're gonna have there's at least 30 clones that probably got names man okay i really (laughs) (laughs) is there one of 99 though what what's the one that i like who's the guy that i like that died the little tiny droid no he didn't die no the clone oh the The clone yeah 99 that's that's what i I thought i think that's his name i think that's his name I'm on a website called BrickOwl.com. Just checking them out. Oh, that's... a lot of them. Yep, 99. I'll take his, if he's got one. Okay. (laughs) I, like... Okay, let me just name off a few that I really want. He has one. Oh, my God. (laughs) Kelsey, you can't. All right, go ahead. Okay, I want a Rodian. Oh, no, I just saw the one that I really want. No, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) What is this? Set of reactions. It's the little, um, the little clone troopers that paint their faces to look like Ahsoka. I need, I need (laughs) photos. I gotta have photos. Okay, let me send this to you. I'm emotional. Like, I literally (laughs) I want him. That's not even that bad. It just makes me cry. You gotta think, though. He probably didn't cost that much to start. Probably not. 
I don't think you feel bad with us discussing the price of this little dude. It's not like no. you have 15 of him yet. Yeah. I mean, he's like $10 for like one little dude. Cute. They have a little Sabine Red. I wonder if you can pop her hair off and get different ones. <sighs> oh my God. Why do you so like her many? so much? She's wonderful. <laughs> She's okay. You're okay. <laughs> they got a bunch of different Dr. Ewoks. Pepper right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about how many fucking Ewoks there are, because there's not just Wicket, you know. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, there's a little Maz Kanata. Oh my god. How goodness. much how much should a normal minifig go for? I have no idea. I think I spent like two dollars on an Ahsoka one. I was gonna say, alright, so he's like ten bucks. Which I'm saying isn't bad, but you gotta think if there's a thousand Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> so I'm like What's like a normal price? Because I would figure three dollars maybe. Yeah, is like a fair one. So at GameStop right now they have Lego minifigs that are like a blind box or like a blind bag kind of thing. Okay. And this says they're like four ninety nine a piece. So let's Weird. use that as like a base value, like five bucks a piece. Okay. Yeah. So this dude's doubled in price. That's not bad. Here's a little Rodian, not not a Greedo, just a regular old Rodian. It's only five bucks. So you tell me now, how are you going to tell him apart from Greedo? What's going to be the difference in the minifig? Greedo's got a different face. He has the same face. He's he does a not have the same face. You're a fucking racist is what you are. <laughs> All Rodians look the same. <laughs> I'm looking him up right now. Here, I've got, I've got a Greedo. He's a different like color and he's got a different vest. He's got like so, a... So, so the clothes. Yeah, the clothes change too. Yeah, Greedo so that's how we're going to tell it apart. Well, yeah, because it was clothes. Why can't, you just buy, why can't you just buy the $5 one and go, that's Greedo to me? No. <laughs> that's totally how my collection would be. God. Like, how would you no, display these? Him. I'm sure they have, like, giant display cases you can get. Let's do Lego minifig display case. This Ahsoka one is fucking that's ugly. Totally. Oh, dude, man, it's such a thing. The minifig display case? Yeah. Dude, there's one in the shape of a of like a Lego man. Oh. Uh so here's what this one looks like. Let me get this here's photo. Here's R2 D two as a snowman. What the fuck? Oh, so they're gonna have the whole pop figure thing where it's like, well yeah, it's R two D two, but we have like thirty uh, of him though. Yeah. There's like a so, couple different variations of most of these people. That's kind of like a medicine cabinet kind of thing you like you just kind of like undo the door and swing it open and you can place them all <laughs> in there okay but then there was that one like he was a straight up lego man it's pretty cool and it's on ebay it holds 44 figures it's a decent size it's kind of neat like check this out i'm digging this one. Oh yeah that's cool that's actually pretty neat it's a uh, wall cabinet shadow box holds 44 i don't know if this is an addiction that richard would support <laughs> i think i think you could just buy or build your own little set of shelves and that yeah. would probably be good i wonder what the most expensive one is this me... is an article that just says how to display your lego minifigures so like oh you know this is a problem for like a lot of people yeah <laughs> i mean is this really any worse than like me having 400 movies on a shelf? Mm, I guess not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to dog this. I just... 
there's just a lot. What would you guess is the most uh, rare Lego minifig? It's probably something that's like off-colored, something weird. I I don't know enough Star Wars to think about what could be so rare. Yeah. What the hell? Because uh, I'd, I'd like to say it's like, oh, this is a Luke from like 1980 and they got his hair color wrong or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in this article. The top eight most expensive Lego Star Wars minifigures. I don't know if this means the most rare or just the most expensive. Um, TC-14. Okay. Oh, she's like the first droid that you run into that uh, distracts Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in episode one. Um, it's 30 bucks. So if that's the most expensive one, that's not terrible. Okay. What's that name again? Oh, wait, that's not the most expensive. This is this is reverse ordered. Um, TC-14. Ooh, Darth Let Revan. see what this is. Yeah, okay. We have so, a little Revan. So, silver C-3PO. Gotcha. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Telling you, I don't do Star Wars enough, because I'm just like, yeah, it's the C-3PO that's not C-3PO. Gotcha. My god, Shadow Arf Trooper. I don't know who that is, but he goes for 70 bucks. Ooh. A Chrome Stormtrooper. He's fucking cool. He goes for 100 My god, okay. Oh, what? White Boba Fett, who just looks... I'm going to be real. He just looks like a stormtrooper. Um, he so goes really, for 150 So, yeah, like an off-color one. The mo- so it's like a normal one that's a different color. There's chrome Darth Vader for 200 okay. uh, Just a regular Darth Vader. He's like an original dude. I'm looking up chrome Darth Vader right chrome now. Chrome Darth Vader looks cool as hell. Uh, chrome, or regular Darth Vader goes for 300 for some reason. And then gold chrome plated C-3PO is the most expensive. What the fuck? How much would you guess that a gold plated C-3PO? So is he the most expensive? The yeah. fucking worst character? <laughs> fucking C-3PO? Uh, um, there were 10,000 made. I'm going to guess. Oh, uh, he's... He's got to be seven hundred to a thousand dollars easy. Um, one thousand to fifteen hundred. Yep, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm on eBay right now. Now, of okay, so here's one thing you're gonna have to be aware of. Okay. A lot of people make custom ones, and so oh, they God. just say that name of it, and then at the bottom they're writing <laughs> custom really small, so you might think you got the real one, and it's one that somebody made. Cause okay. My clone 99 that I looked up, it said that it was a custom one. All right. So he may not be real. Oh, and look, it it was released in the best year. I was just discussing this year today. 2007? 2007. It's the greatest year. (laughs) Yep. One of 10,000. This one on eBay is $1,200 right now. Ooh. Or best offer. Oh. So go with a cool thousand. Cut off 200 bucks. You said. (laughs) I'm you know too I'm deep in this. You know what I'm going to do real quick? What are you going to do? I want to see if it? I can. No. Good <laughs> God, no. Because um, I don't trust that someone's going to come in behind me and steal it. Right. I was going to see what they've been selling for. Because uh, you can like, you can sort the stuff by like sold and you can see what they're actually going for. Yeah. Or like what people are finally paying out for them. Okay. Chrome gold C-3PO Lego. Why would you ever want the Jar Jar minifig? Oof. To step oh, on it. 
So here's a gold, a chrome gold C-3PO sealed still in the bag. He's 2,000. Christ. And this does say how many people are watching these. There's like 50 plus people watching of each course. of these. My God. But like, they ain't going to bid on it though. Oh, there's a little Cad Bane going for 40 buck. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> okay, sold items. One of these did sell. One sold April 5th for $13.95. Okay. $1,395. That's quite a lot. Uh, then somebody had one listed for 1000 but a best offer was accepted, so we don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. This guy was selling one for four twenty-five and accepted an offer, so we what? don't know. But it was less than that. What? This one sold for eleven hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks. So, round about the going price is about twelve hundred. Easy. Damn. And people are actually paying this price. That's wild. Please don't do this. I'm not gonna Please get that crazy this. with it. I'm gonna get the ones that I like. I think, like you said, yeah, get like get like your people that you're like. I feel yeah. happy with these people. Yeah, and then live free. There's some but if bizarre ones out there, man. But if you're gonna do that, can I make a request on how you display them? Okay. <clears throat> you have a shelf that's full of like that, like has assorted. Um, Star Wars memorabilia. Yes. What if you got a wall? So kind of like that wall one that I showed you where you like open it up, right? Uh Uh-huh. But let's apply the Lego man logic to it. Okay. And what if now it transforms into a Death Star with little places to hold them in? Oh, that'd be cool as hell. I'm liking that. That's pretty cool. But I bet that is either custom and you're going to have to do it. I'll... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so you just posted Zeb in here. Uh-huh. The, like, one of my favorite dudes from Rebels. And he's 70 fucking dollars. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, Zeb is cool and all, but 70 bucks? Are you sure? Like, he ain't that cool. Okay, fine then. What about... So where are you pulling these from? Did, uh, this that, is from that's not eBay.com. Are, are they pulling in eBay prices? I don't know. I'm looking at how much a Kanan is. Oh, he's cheap, man. Of course he is. Oh wait, Kanan? Yeah. How much? Yeah, is he's he? like he's like twelve bucks. Send me a picture of the Kanan. Is it like blind Kanan or no. young Kanan? No, because I was looking for. Ooh, yeah, blind Kanan's like seventy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want like cool Kanan, you got to pay money. <laughs> oh, but like normal Kanan, he's. I mean, he's kind of boring. But like, he's not bad. Yeah, he just looks pretty regular. Yeah, but blind Kanan here. Let me let me show you that blind Kanan. Cause he's 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 pretty legit. Ooh, I like him. Okay, here's one for fifty though. Okay. Oh, I hate that. This is why I also will not support this uh, addiction. Why? So this guy's selling blind Kanans, seventy bucks a pop, right? Uh huh. And it says this is the last one. Six were sold previously, so he had seven of these in his possession. Wow. And it's just scalping them out to people. Why is nothing sacred? Oh, look at Blind Kanan, though. He looks cool. Yeah, Blind Kanan's where it's at. Like, I appreciate this $50 one. I mean, he looks the same. I'm not going to send you a photo of him. He looks the same. 
Okay. Ooh, but he's 35% off right now. Oh, he was steal. He was $76 and is 50 right now. Ooh, or best offer. You should get him. See, now you're fully supportive. <laughs> because he's on sale. <laughs> it, says, it says used in gently used condition. Okay. That sounds gross. Yeah, gently used. Here's just an Admiral Thrawn headpiece. It's not even his what? body. It's just his just face. his head? Yeah, it's just his tiny little Lego head. Pop it on Sabine Wren's body. Um, he's 30 bucks still, though. For the head? Yeah, for just his tiny little head. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> we Kelsey. need to close out the show, Robert. Kelsey. Robert. Blind Kanan. Brand new. It's $15 and people are bidding right now. What? Oh, my God. It ends uh, in a week, so you know it's going to get really pricey. Oh, yeah. But we're just hey, getting started. You know what? Am I logged in? Yeah, I'm going to put it to my watch list. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to see how this goes. I want to watch the people scramble right there at the end. Keep me updated. Uh, yeah, let's go. I think uh, Elden Ring is calling my name. Okay. Folks, please don't forget to tell your friends about us and help us grow our audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never, ever miss an episode because we release weekly every single Monday for you. If you get a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us reach many more, many more lovely listeners just like you. And don't forget, you can also find us and friend us on your favorite social media of choice, YMBTOAP, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, which it is our anniversary month we've been going for three years holy shit yeah we are streaming every single saturday this month at 6 p.m on the dot that is central time um so do your little conversions but it's always going to be that time saturday 6 p.m if you want to come sit with us join us you can just hang out and talk but if you're interested in what we're playing we are playing god of war right now the 2018 one for the ps4 uh, I am a super long-time player, and Kelsey's very new to the franchise, so we get to kind of see it from two different angles. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so make sure you come out, hang out with us there. And also, if you're so inclined, think about the Patreon. We have a Patreon with another bonus episode you can get. We do Twitch streams, a uh, special review that we do once a month. We pick, like... A movie, a game, a TV show, or we do like a whole trilogy of movies and we just go deep dive on one topic and do like an in-depth review of everything about it. For our anniversary month, we're doing something very near and dear to our hearts. You'll never guess what it is. Yes. Also, well, we just want to tell you patrons, we love you guys. Like we really, really do. Having you guys around is super fun. I love getting in the discord, chit-chatting with you guys because who knows what comes out of it. It's the best time. And also, don't forget that email. YMBTOAP at gmail.com. Give us a deep dive issue. What's something you want to know about? Do you want to go more into collecting? Do you want to know about Kelsey's new obsession with Lego Star Wars figures? <laughs> because it's Tell me to be cast some Lego figures in dice. I'll do it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine somebody goes, hey, I bought you the most expensive one. Close it in dice now. <laughs> I'm going to put it in a D20. You're like, but it's so special. And they're like, nope, ruin it. <laughs> Hide it away from the world. Uh, if you know what, write, write me in what your collectible thing is. Cause I collect we movies. Love, we fucking love collections. You guys tell us about your collection. 
Tell us why it means what it means to you. Is it just an OCD thing? Like you got one one time and you're like, I got to have the rest. Do they have a near and dear thing to your heart? Do they bring you joy when you see them? Or do you just go, it's my one thing I have. I just keep doing it. <laughs> There's so many different reasons. I want to know yours. Our theme song is The Grimaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He collects wonderful beats and tunes. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why is Darth Vader in a Christmas sweater in this minifig? Because that's adorable. <laughs> but we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Alright guys, I pretty much didn't cut anything out of the show. It was a pretty clean cut one, so for an ender, I wanted to update you guys. The blind cane in price has not gone up. This is amazing. I'm going to be watching this thing so fucking hard.